Welcome to Reading the Library Book, still called Reading the Library Book for the time being, until I can come up with another title. I would love to get your suggestions about uh, retitling both the book and the podcast uh, for reasons explained earlier. Uh, So yes, this is the podcast in which I read chapters of the library book, chapter by chapter. That is, that is how it works. So uh, today's chapter is chapter 19, and it is called The Journey to the Center. We made our way slowly riding on the elephant through the water of the waterways, following the wake of the boat ahead. Plato swam alongside us. There were buildings on either side, They appeared to have water running all the way through them. The ground floors of these buildings were not on ground at all, but floating on water. There were floating couches and floating lamps, as well as floating coffee tables and a floating bookshelf full of books. How do you keep those books dry? I asked. Oh, we don't, said the gatekeeper. They are printed on pages made for the water with waterproof ink. And no one here can imagine their water floor without their shelf of water books. Finally, the boat turned into a little alcove where a little house perched on top of the water on stilts. Toti docked the boat next to the stilts and tied it to the gate at the front, then gestured to the third floor. So, it looks like his bedroom is upstairs. I think they'll need some help getting him there, said Mahout and she urged Sarkis closer to the house. Toti stepped on a small raft that floated next to the boat and guided it through the water floor, past the furniture to a set of stairs. We were about even with the second floor from our perch on Sarkis's back, and we saw Toti pass through and then open the window of the third floor. Then began the delicate operation of hoisting the gatekeeper into his bed. The elephant leaned down and lifted the gatekeeper from his boat in one even movement, like a crane on a construction site, moving a stack of wood into a great gatekeeper's bed. Toti settled him into his bed and asked if he needed anything else. He thanked her and shouted to all of us his thanks as well. He asked if there was any way he could repay us. Maybe, said Toti. You can give us some advice for finding our Zanmi, a friend, Eamon. The one with the camel? Yes. Well, I don't know, but let me think. A camel? That's quite a large animal. And it's not like yours that would like the water, and since he didn't come through my gate, he'd have to have had to come from the opposite end of the flow. He'd probably be pulling toward the center. I'd look there. Which way to the center? Keep following that current downstream there, he said, pointing with his head. And thank you again. Toti came to the window, and the elephant reached in, grasped around the waist, and pulled her onto her back with us. It was a bit tight and crowded on Sarkis's back now, but no one seemed to mind. We, we waved goodbye to the gatekeeper and followed the flow of the water further into the waterways. 
As we made our way toward the center, Mahout asked me about my adventure so far, and she and Cooper and Toti listened very attentively and asked interesting questions. I asked Mahout how she'd come to Akita, and she laughed and said she was born there. She told me her parents had also been wandering librarians. So I was a very small wandering librarian myself, even when I was much younger than you, she said. Was the elephant your parents' library too? So my parents worked with a pair of tigers, and I was raised as much by the tigers as I was by my parents. So there were my human parents, and there were my tiger parents. And so one day when we were out delivering books, we came upon this beautiful creature all on her own. And as the tigers had no cubs, they adopted her immediately. So, truthfully, my library is not just my library, but also my sister. And we were both born and raised here in Akita. I asked Cooper if he was born in Akita, too. I was born about as far from Akita as you could expect to get, said Cooper. If not distance-wise, then certainly imagination-wise in a place called the Everglades, on a swamp boat. My daddy was a swamp boat captain, and I grew up going around the swamp with him, and Plato used to go around alongside us. How did you become a librarian? I asked. My mama was a school teacher, and my daddy delivered the books, and they fell in love over a book of poems. We took the boat out of Fur Peace every Monday to get to the library. And once I got my own boat, I'd go myself a couple of times a week, and my friend there really liked me to read to him. He was fond of philosophy, particularly Plato's Republic, and the librarian started to get curious when I kept checking it out. I'm not much of a philosopher myself, but my friend there can't get enough of it. That's why I call him Plato. Anyway, the librarian there told his friend from Akita about me and my philosophical friend, and before I knew it, a curious person with a pigeon on their shoulder came to recruit me. I didn't think I'd be a good librarian since I wasn't as much of a reader as my friend even, but Jardin pointed out that the purpose of the librarian is to take care of the books and help get them to the right readers. And they thought I was already doing that. I mean, I got books for all the crocodiles and the alligators of the Everglades. Jardin said they thought the reason my homeland was the only place those two lived side by side was because I made sure everyone got read to the right way. And just because I was a better reader of crocodiles than books didn't mean I shouldn't be a librarian. Mahout called back to Cooper. So, tell Leandra about the time the circus came calling. Ah, oh, she don't want to hear about that. You just love that story yourself, Mahout, you and your thing for circuses. So, so tell her. Well, said Cooper, before I became a librarian, word sort of got out that I could read a crocodile better than just about anybody, and a man from the circus came visiting. He offered me a whole lot of money to train up a basque of crocodiles and have them perform in the circus. 
He figured since I could read them, I could organize them into circles or piles or dances. I don't know. But what he didn't understand is that reading someone or something is the opposite of telling someone or something what to do. When you read someone or something, you see them for what they are. You accept them. Giving someone a book is giving them a choice. And not a single one of the crocodiles I knew was interested in performing in the circus. I mean, aside from Plato there, the crocodiles where I'm from are homebodies. They like the brackish bits of the swamp, and that's it. Plato and I are kind of the exceptions. So, I like the circus, said Mahout, but I am very glad you said no. Can you imagine those two in circus costumes? So, I like you to tell this story so I can imagine you both in silly little hats. You are sillier than a rabbit wearing a rabbit ear headband, said Cooper. So you may think so, said Mahout, but it is very logical, my love for the circus. Is it? asked Cooper. It is, said Mahout. It is so, said Mahout. So you might think that because I specialize in science libraries and scientific books, that the circus is a silly interest I have on the side. But no, my friend, you are wrong. I am. Tell me why. I have always wondered about this contradiction, said Cooper. So the circus is a beautiful demonstration of many scientific principles, particularly physics. You see bodies in motion, staying in motion, centripetal forces, force and acceleration. So you may see lots of people and animals in silly costumes, but I see the foundational patterns of the scientific universe. I see, said Cooper. You're right. That is not silly. I won't tease you about the circus anymore. So you can tease me all you like, Cooper, because I don't just like the scientific patterns. I also like the popcorn and the feathers and the sequins and the clowns and so on. And so I also like it when we tease each other. Tease me about the circus and I will tease you about not reading enough books. Well, that sounds good to me, said Cooper. Teasing you about the circus is one of my very favorite things to do. I'm glad I don't have to stop. And Mahal, maybe while we're traveling, you can help me understand quantum physics. So that was chapter 19, Journey to the Center. Um, and I, I, I guess my question for you is, is this chapter's a little shorter than some. Uh, it's broken up this way just because I think the next chapter is a little bit longer. So um, I just made this one, this one. Uh, but I'm wondering if, if there's not a lot that happens basically in this chapter. We, it's, it's, it's discursive, <laughs> if anybody knows that word. Um, I know adults probably do. But it, it, there's a lot of talking. It's mostly storytelling um, from Mahout and Cooper in this chapter. Um, and I'm just wondering if you feel like you, you need a, a little bit of something to happen uh, for it to feel like the, ch like the chapter is complete. Because I could maybe smoosh it together with the, the next one or the previous one. 
Um, yeah, so I'm just wondering about that, how you feel. And I actually, I have a question for you too about chapter lengths in general, because some of them are shorter and some of them are longer. Um, and I, I think it's probably different it, when you're listening than it is when you uh, will be reading. Um, but, uh, but I, yeah, I wonder if you, if you would prefer a consistency of chapter length or if it's, if it's just fine the way it is. Um, so if you have things to tell me, I would love to hear them. Uh, my, uh, email for this project is leandra library at gmail.com. The Google voicemail box is 646-847-8758. Again, I will not answer that phone. I can't. In fact, um, you can just leave me a, a message there. Um, and once again, if you have ideas for uh, what to call the book itself, it needs a new name. And so does the podcast um, in order to get it listed on iTunes, which would be a good idea. I mean, it's sort of on iTunes now, but not really. <laughs> so I'm looking uh, at trying to figure out how to, how to give it another title. So let me know if you have ideas. I would love to hear them. And thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time when we will be at the center of the waterways.